Hello and welcome to Trench Run Report. We're actually here today to talk about uh, the special, uh, the Disney Plus special called uh, Star Wars Visions, which uh, the, which is basically a collection of uh, animation studios uh, pouring their ins uh, inspiration from Star Wars into their projects, and uh, and it's uh, really done spectacularly well. Um, and it's uh, studios around the world this time, well, mostly for the second uh, volume, but um, the first volume is uh, mostly from Japan. I'm your host, Justin Gray. We do have a special guest with us here today, um, and uh, please welcome... Uh, Jerry the Cannon Junkie, standing by. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to fly, Captain. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. Um, <laughs> Happy to be here. Oh, awesome. Um, uh, before we get started, um, uh, let's learn a little bit more about uh, Jerry and uh, where he comes from and uh, how, how we got him here today. So, uh, Jer so um, yeah, just uh, lay it out on us and uh, tell us uh, about your Star Wars podcast and where you're from and all, right. uh, all that. All right. Well, uh, mainly I got here by car today. Um, I mean, excuse me, by uh, by transport. Um, yeah, yeah. But in uh, the, the magic of uh, of uh, I don't know the, the magic of the online community, things like that. But uh, no, uh, you, uh, if you know who I am, you know me from the Bombad Cast. Um, I do that show. Uh, it's a show I do every Thursday with my good buddy uh, Scotty Jero. Um, and either you either you know about us or or you you see vague tweets of dolphins and smoking uh, monk like apes and everything like that uh, from my buddy Scotty. Um, and then occasionally, uh, I don't know, like I'll, uh, I'll tweet something occasionally that gets, gets a little like here or there or something like that. But yeah, no, uh, we, we usually uh, do a live stream called a live YouTube experience on a, uh, you, well, YouTube <laughs> uh, every Thursday uh, and the Bombad cast is, uh, it's, uh, equal parts Star Wars show, pop culture show, and, uh, unhinged weirdness that I think is, I think you have to acquire it. It's an acquired taste, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. So, uh, hey, it's not for everybody, but once you're part of the Bombad fam, uh, you're, you're Bombad fam for life. So, uh, unless you cross us, don't cross us. So anyway, I'm sorry. That was very threatening. I apologize to your audience. Um, but no, uh, Justin, thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to talk visions. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, um, so the the kind of give like a bit of a background to this. Um, uh, it was it was announced uh, back in 2021, I believe. Yes. Um, and it 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 was something that. Uh, I was very interested in because um, uh, I don't know if you guys know about. Um, I absolutely adore the uh, 
2003 uh, Gendy uh, Clone Wars. Oh, same. Same. So, and yes, I was there um, like every night at 8 o'clock and only still five minutes of uh, my dad's time on the TV, yeah. which he thought it was fine. It was better than stealing an hour and a half. Right. They were so <laughs> short. They were, that was, like, the ultimate back then, like, that was the first Star Wars animation in, in decades back then. Right. And, no, yeah, that was uh, very stylized. I remember I was, uh, I think I was, um, I was... Boy. Um, I was, uh, I was towards the end of my high school career and everything, you know, and like just, I remember, uh, recording, I had like a little, uh, VCR TV combo and I recorded those. I, I had gotten so good at just pausing for commercials, starting at the right time, recorded them on VHS, uh, made my own VHS cover that thing like I had them all going then they released them on DVD and you know it was it was over from there I got them immediately of course um man that's that was the heyday man back then of that kind of stuff like no Disney plus no oh, binging yeah. you had to be there at the right time and, and hope you had to hope you were home yeah just <laughs> crazy but yeah no visions uh visions was just such a treat all right so, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, and plus, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't know about the, uh, droids in the Ewok show, uh, growing up until about maybe close to high school after I read it in a book, and I was like, oh, this existed, <laughs> I wonder why nobody talked about it, and, uh, after seeing a couple of them, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely Saturday morning, <laughs> 80 Saturday morning cartoons that would get lost in there, Yeah, but, um, yeah, like, outside of that, um, and then the Clone Wars show, uh, in 2008. Oh, man. Which, um... Consumed my college career. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, around around that time it was high school for me. Um, I remember because, uh, the Clone, the Clone Wars movie came out in 2008, so that would have been my sophomore year. Right. I did go see it in theaters. Okay. Uh... It, with with an almost empty theater full of little screaming kids. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, that's the only way to get which them. It was it was it was around the time where I was like, eh, I don't see, like liking Star Wars wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> um, and, then, and, then it, and then apparently uh, some kids, uh, some schoolmates were uh, watching it on Toonami. so I got like I I did see it like for episode like like I was there for the premiere of the first episode right on tsunami so i, I was kind of just there since the beginning um but it was it was definitely like uh more more of a like a thing that kept star wars on life support during that time oh absolutely um, and but yeah it was, it was and then like and then uh, right after college, like after season five, is where when it was starting to grow in popularity. I, I know I so I I would catch it every now and then. I so I worked at a movie theater, okay, uh, whenever the original movie came out, and I remember being a little disappointed by the movie. But like that was that time, like I almost had to like all of my friends did were like part of the oh the prequels suck group. 
Okay, and yeah. and I kind of had to, so it made me kind of like put my love of that away for a little bit, right? And I kind of had to like I, I, you know, I still would try to stand up for it, but you know, after a while, you know, you kind of get like inundated with the, uh, I guess maybe, you know, eh, maybe you're right, blah 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 blah. Which you know, they were all wrong, right? So they, that's their opinions. It's their opinions, but they mm-hmm. were they were like you know. Uh, they they were wrong on, on a lot of the the way they talked about the films and stuff like that I think, but uh, yeah I remember not really picking up with the uh, the show exactly right when it started I ended up getting caught up on DVD I think after the second season the third season had just released on DVD and I I remember ca- like I'm maybe caught an episode here and there I think I caught an episode on Cartoon Network and was like this and it, I. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it's the episode where they go to Ordo Plutonia and uh, meet up with Senator Chuchi, and uh, it's like the it's like the Dances with Wolves episode in the snow and everything like that. Oh, that yeah. was the uh, first, first season. That's first season. Yeah. I, I caught that on replay, and I was like, I need to check this out. So I ended up starting buying the DVDs. I and I started getting all my friends in college. We'd go over to the dorms. I had one friend in particular. I'm like. Watch this. He's a Star Wars fan as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cody Bradford. Still my boy. Um, but we would, like, we binged the first season, got the second season, binged it, and got the third. And, like, we were just, like, sitting in his, in his uh, uh, I luckily lived across the street, I lived across the street at the time from where I went to college and everything, so I didn't have to stay in the dorms. But uh, he, you know, would go to his dorm room and just binge these things. And it's just it's such a fun time in my life. But yeah, no, Star Wars animation has come so far uh, from all these kind of things, you know. And now, you know, after the Disney era, yeah, um, yeah it, then Rebels, and then uh, yeah, now now we got have this, which is uh, fantastic because I've always oh, kind of yeah. hoped that Star Wars would. Uh, not, I, I think I, the best word I can describe is like venture a little bit outside of the. Uh, uh, Clone Wars animation, right? Uh, which I, don't get me wrong, I love it, and I love how far it's come. Oh yeah. I mean, if you compare uh, the the movie to like what you see in the Bad Batch, it's like uh, night and day oh, it, at this point. <laughs> it's um, it's Nintendo sixty four versus um, like versus versus a, a, a current Pixar flip. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. It's just, it's it's no contest. Um, but it's still, like, the stories are still there, you know. Um, I think people are less hard, rightfully so. I am on uh, the Clone Wars movie, because that's where we've now, that's where Ahsoka's, that's Ahsoka's first introduction, you know. Um, it's, yeah, it, it we're, we're in such a, a golden age of everything, and it, the, it, it's great to have that kind of stuff, but like to have something like this where so many new players get to kind of kind of play with the toys, or like you know just take the take the the, the colors and paint their own uh, masterpiece with it. It's it's very cool. It's something you never thought back in the days when Disney first bought uh, Lucasfilm and. People were talking about like you know canon, this canon that you know my oh, name, yeah. my my moniker I gave myself, the canon junkie came from that, and I'm glad that they, we've came to this point where we can just have stories, again that just exist, and it's like 
sure it could be your head cannon if you want, but it doesn't have to be, and things like that. And that's that's what's so cool about Visions is it's not tied to anything. It's pure, unadulterated um, creativity with the Star Wars IP and the toys. It's like you could take the toys and make something untethered to any of the stuff we've already gotten and not even worry about like if it conflicts with another story. Just just tell a story with these same tools. Mm. And that's really cool, I think. So. Yeah. So um, we're going to kind of dive into episodes as we go along. Um, it's, I don't think we're going to be too restricted on what order or not. Um, but um, free flow, baby. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's how we. That's how we do. So we'll we'll, we'll start out off with the Ronin, which I think was the uh, one that fans gravitated towards being the best out of um, the first. First, I'm I'm still kind of haven't heard a very strong consensus on the uh, second uh, volume yet. Outside of it was really good. That's true, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Ronin uh, was definitely one that harkened a lot to uh, Kurosawa films. Yeah. With it being black and white. We get its own tie-in novel. Was it, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I think it's, if I'm, I'm reading here, so the actual title's The Duel, but the, oh, okay. the novel was Ronin. Oh. Sorry, I'm just, I, I'm actually Justin, his own, Justin on his own show. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. I, I get I get corrected um, all the time, and plus I need there to there are there are also episodes where I go back and listen, and then I just go like, oh, I just said Mando meeting instead of Bad Batch meeting. That's or, why... <laughs> so it, yeah, that's... no, it's all good. I'm just I'm just playing. Uh, but uh, there's a there's a whole there's a reason why there is an entire. Uh, segment on pe- some people's shows that is just retractions and like corrections. It's like, I know so many shows that do like, oh, uh, corrections, here's corrections. Uh, actually, we said this, but it's this. It happened. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. Like, um, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, but no, you, that, so it was animated by the studio. So the studio was uh, Kamikaze uh, Duga, and please y'all uh, uh, forgive me for my, if I mispronounce I'm, I'm doing my best here. Um, I, I mean no offense uh, if I mispronounce anything. Um, I'm, I'm but a, a simple, I'm but a simple farm boy from rural Michigan. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I have never really been much of a an anime fan, and I don't mean, like, from not, it just, nothing's really grabbed me, uh, aside from the ones that were huge when I was in, like, high school, like, like, I went through the Pokemon phase, okay. obviously, like, I, I graduated in 2005, so I was, like, right in the, the beginning of the poke, of Pokemon happened when I was in school, I was right at that age demographic, um, like, my, my generation was the first Pokemon generation, I feel like. Um, and then my friends were in, into DBZ for a little bit, so I got into oh, DBZ okay. for a little bit. And I've had people like suggest, like, I, I haven't finished it, but I, I did a little bit of Demon Slayer recently. Oh, I watched that, a few episodes. Yep. I've heard it's good. I, you know, it I, I, I haven't finished it, but, mm-hmm. um, but I've never been the biggest anime fan, or, or anime, excuse me. Again, please don't uh, 
please, please don't uh, chastise me, y'all out there, too hard. Um, or, or do. It's fine. Whatever. I'm a guest on this show. Do whatever you want. It's fine. Um, but so is that, like, this season of television really was just, or this se this season of Visions, season one, really kind of, uh, like, I've never been resistant to the genre. It's just nothing's ever grabbed me. It's, it's a very beautiful art form. And um, I think it, I don't know if, were, were you really big into, like, anime before Visions? Um, I wouldn't say as much as I am now. Um, I did watch the first season of Demon Slayer. Uh, Death Note was one that, a show that I mm -hmm. went through, but that, that was kind of just more, like, because my brother had it on. Right, right. Um, at the time. Uh, and then, yeah, I... Then I think I started Evangelion, and I was like, ah, oh, I guess I can take it or leave it. <laughs> um, but then after Visions is when I'm like, okay, there's a, I guess there's a little bit more to offer. Yeah. So then I get started consuming more, and then a uh, big one for me was uh, Sword Art Online. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize for those who are cringing. Uh, I thought... <laughs> They're, like, understandably so, but I did like the second season, like, really much. Um, I've heard about it, but it just sounds like an H, it sounds like some HTTP that I'm like, like, it sounds like a website um, that, like, I'm like, I, I think I have friends who have ordered swords from that, yeah. <laughs> that website. Um, so, yeah, my apologies there, too. Like, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Um, then, yeah, I did finish Evangelion, like, then watch the reboot movies, mm. and uh, then I kind of got familiar with uh, studio uh, uh, names at, at that point. So okay. uh, when I heard uh, production I IG, that's the one that did Sword Art, I believe, and then uh, Studio Trigger, um, def definitely a big one because they did uh, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh wow! Okay, on uh, Netflix. And, um, and, you know, I think was the other one that I've heard about. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, um, the duel was definitely, uh, like, right up there, like, as far as animation. Uh, oh, yeah. The look. Uh, very, very straightforward story. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of the thing. Some of the stories... With uh, visions, whether it be from the first or second uh, volume or, or seasons, depending on what you want to call it, um, some of the stories do leave you in a place where you're like, I kind of want to see more out of this. Yeah. Uh, and then others are just like, okay, it was, it was fine. I can just move, move on. Right. So yeah, the, the well, it's funny you talk about this with. Uh, with the duel or Ronin or whatever, uh, you know, it, it got the tie-in novel, which I still have yet to read. I loved, I loved, uh, I loved the duel. It was, I think, one of my favorites for a little while. It, honestly, it might be my favorite of the of the first season. But I mean, like you said, you said earlier, it has the uh, that Kurosawa flavor and everything, which was very that heavily influenced George, like Akira Kurosawa. Um, the films and all things like that, those uh, Wandering Samurai films were a big influence on Star Wars and, and on George, 
um, in making this, and uh, they leaned heavily into that, which was really cool. Um, there's just a lot of really cool things that you hadn't seen that are inherently of the anime genre, right? Like, but that translated so well to Star Wars uh, in the duel. Uh, I don't know. It's it's very interesting, and what I love that they they do with visions, and it's very much a, a part of this too. They make it feel like it could be a lot of these stories could be happening thousands of years after all the stories we've already seen. Like with the duel, especially, you know, the pirates that come to attack that are led by the, uh, uh, the, the I guess the Sith, uh, Lord or whatever. I, I, I'm, you have to apologize. I don't know names, right. uh, everything, right? Um, let's see. I, I don't think they ever gave a name. What they do or not, I'm looking here. Um, oh, it's it a Dark Lord of the Sith, self declared Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, all I remember is that it was. Lucy Liu that did the voice. Yeah. Um, oh, the the dub cast is insane. Yeah, the dub, dub cast. The dub cast is insane for this. Uh, both both uh, installments actually. But uh, yeah, no. The if you look at the stormtrooper armor, they're like the the bandits are wearing stormtrooper armor, but like it's all kind of cut up and and you know repurposed in different ways. Um, but there's a mix of, like, I think, I think there's, if I remember right, there's clone trooper armor, there's stormtrooper armor, and there are first order stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. In there as well, which was, that was, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it, it feels just so ancient, but also, like, it makes the, it makes the rest of the saga feel like ancient history at the time that it takes place, you know? And again, I haven't read Ronin. So I don't know exactly what more context that adds. Unfortunately, I need to get around to it. I know I'm a yeah. great I'm a great Star Wars YouTuber slash podcaster because I, <laughs> I haven't read Ronin. But um, yeah, I know. Plus, I think there was like a comic book tie-in, if I remember correctly. Was it really? Oh yeah, man, I believe, I believe so. This is I how mean, good like, I, I am. I feel at like this. that's <laughs> yeah. I, actually, yeah, there was there was. Um, oh wow. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, I think I think you can. I think Broaxium like did a good video on it too. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, maybe oh. or maybe it was somebody else. If it's anything comic book, Broaxium has some good. Like they need a good friend. Good, I'm good. For, I'm friends with with Chris and them, and and uh, mm -hmm. go check out their stuff. Just this is a shout out. Just go if you're looking for comic coverage, they've got you covered for real. So Chris owns a comic shop. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, there's my plug for them. That's our that's our that's our plug for Broaxium, guys. Go check them out. <laughs> yeah. So um, then I think the one after that was either either the twins or uh, Tatooine uh, Rhapsody. I think it's so on here. I have a listen. The oh, okay. the podcasters helper uh, Wikipedia or Wikipedia, whichever. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody was the next one. Oh, um, okay. And Tatooine Rhapsody, and I need to rewatch it because I remember being in love with it because it has a lot of that Phantom Menace flavor, honestly. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's I'm a I'm a punk rocker from back in the day. Like I'm an emo kid, OG, right? Um, I was in several bands in college and everything like that, and 
that following a band in Star Wars like that and a band that kind of sounded like the bands that I used to play in and everything like that mm-hmm. was a really fun experience to see in Star Wars and everything like that. So I don't know what your uh, thoughts were on that uh, episode. Um, I thought it was it was cute. It was fine. Yeah. Um, it's not, not an action-packed story. That was no. one of the first, like, Let's kind of see what we can do with Star Wars. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and I know <laughs> that, uh, I think I talked with Aaron uh, on this one, and like, he just despised Lily Peck out of it. <laughs> uh, it was, I think he was like, it's too cute. What the heck was going on? Yeah. Like, didn't like the art designs at all. Yeah. Um, Gotta open your heart, Aaron. <laughs> open your heart to Tatooine Rhapsody. Let the raps let the Tatooine Rhapsody in. Or, yeah. So it was. Um, but yeah, I was like, eh, it was cute. I mean, yeah. there was a there was a moment where it was like it had heart, and and plus, um, and uh, I I know I preach this almost every episode, um, but I think Star Wars is ultimately a. Uh, a story of perseverance, and uh, oh, yeah. and like it could be the Star Wars movie that you agree the least with, as long as that has that smidgen of per- uh, perseverance in there. Right. I think I think it it got Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent is right. So it, so it had that, and uh, I was like satisfied. Yeah, it's an underdog story. Tatooine Rhapsody is. It's it's uh, and that's a lot of. That, that's another part of Star Wars, right? It's the, the underdog taking on, just, just defying the odds and everything like that, you know? Um, but I, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed just everything that they were setting up. So then the next episode after that was uh, Twins, um, which... Definitely was, that was one where I saw the animation and it was just like, yep, Studio Trigger. Uh, <laughs> very flashy, very yeah. over-exaggerated. Um, dialogue's definitely uh, ch- choppy and uh, not, I mean, like, it, it's, it's, it definitely feels like uh, Studio Trigger. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I know that that's probably going to go over most people's heads. Um, it's going over mine just a little bit, but I know I've seen I have well, seen yeah, the twins. So, and and plus I think that one like just takes the most like risks on like how far they can get away with things, which that that's also another thing. Um, like you know, some is uh like somebody's out in space, uh right, <laughs> like it's like, like it's a GD Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. I, I love how, uh, but sorry, I just, uh, this is an aside, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 recently came out. And oh, no, yeah. No spoilers, but uh, uh, I love how inconsistent those movies are with space. Oh, like, yeah. It's so, it's so great. Anyway, um, but, so I have to confess, The Twins is my least favorite of the entire okay. first season. Um, and it is the one, like, that is the most... So when you when you see the people who like make fun of like Dragon Ball Z episodes, yeah, for like it just being like an entire episode, uh, fans of the of the show even like will say like it, there's entire episodes of just 
like powering up for like 30 straight minutes and everything, which is part of, that's part of what it is. Um, But, and the the very quick, this had very, what I would call, and I'm a, I'm a speed racer fan, right? Um, Way back. Um, I didn't know that was anime back when I watched it because I was a very sheltered child. But uh, but I, I love that. I love actually the Wachowski movie, uh, the Wachowski siblings movie that came out a couple years ago. I'm one of the only – this did not hit with me. It was like that Speed Racer dialogue in Star Wars and everything. Yeah. And I was just like – I've only seen it once, I think, maybe twice. Um, and it's, it's – the way I like to say, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. It's not my cup of tea. And I was like, this is very much like a, I don't, I don't know. It's a. I feel like it's a good art case. Yes. That's that's kind of how I rationalize it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it absolutely it should exist, and I'm glad people love it. I know someone, in fact, uh, uh, Eli uh, of Epic Confrontations. Um, I don't know if any if anyone here knows uh, who that is. Uh, he's a small child who runs a, a trivia league. <laughs> um, he's not a child, but we like to make fun of him because he's like the youngest person we know. Um, but he uh, famously loves this one. Oh, right? okay. But also his favorite episode of uh, Clone Wars is Nomad Droids. So that tells you everything oh, you need okay. to know about Eli. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was it was George's favorite. <laughs> Honestly, this this kid is the George Lucas of uh, of of a Star Wars trivia league. So there you go, there you go. Yeah, go check out Effort Confrontations, by the way. So, um, but yeah, no. It, so was this one of your favorites or something? No. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to step on. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Like that's yeah. Like, I, the the beauty of Star Wars is that like it is so many flavors. It can be so many different things. To me, this felt like less of a Star Wars flavor. It had the trappings and everything like that. But there's, I had the same problem with, um, I think, uh, Journey to the Dark Head. I still from season two, which is oh, I still okay. like that, it. That one looks, was actually one of my favorites. I like seeing a lot of people are saying that, and I love it. But there's this thing where I don't know. It's the 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 Jedi in some of these things don't seem very, they seem very prideful for Jedi. And that kind of, that kind of messes with me a little bit. I'm like that. You don't really seem like a Jedi. Like it's, it's kind of like a, but it's like, that's like a, 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 it's a hallmark of anime to have these characters, like kind of like the confidence and everything that they have in their own skills, which is not bad. It's just, it's, it's something interesting. It's an interesting way to frame Kind of like a Jedi and things oh, like that. Because okay. usually Jedi are very much like, whatever, kicking rocks, going mm, whatever, man. And then they then they kick your ass. You know, if you if you try to hurt someone or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's, yeah. it's the, to me, a Jedi is the guy who, or the person who, um, can stop the fight instantly, but like gives you so many chances until they absolutely need to. Like they have mm-hmm. no other choice but to like, I right, we got to stop this. You know, kind of a thing. Um, but anyway, that that's neither here nor there. I don't know if that makes any sense or anything like that. But uh, yeah. I, again, don't hate it. Not my cup of tea. Oh, okay. But I can, I can see the appeal. It's very, like you said, it's very, I don't, I'm not familiar with Trigger Fish's uh, uh, other pen affair. But I, uh, I definitely see, like, it has a lot of the hallmarks of classic anime. Oh, sure. okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other one that Peter did. I know they did, uh, oh yeah, uh, Darling, Darling and a Frank, which was very odd show. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely could tell by the art style. Yeah. Um, so the next one, I believe, is, uh, okay, we're, screw it. Uh, probably not going to go in order, but uh, I want to say the wedding. The, the wedding? Hold on. Village Bride? Yeah, the Village... Yeah, the Village Bride. You got it. Oh, wow. That is the Thanks. next one. Okay. I do have them pulled up, so I don't mind. Right. I don't mind. Yeah, so we have so, the Village Bride, which okay. might be one of my favorites as well. I don't know. Yeah, that that one was... I I remember uh, watching that one, and then um, my uh, best friend, roommate, at the time, uh, he was just like, that, that one was amazing. And... That one makes me cry. I think. Like like, I, it makes me tear up. I'm, yeah. I just remember the artwork being amazing in that one. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, though I don't remember too much on the bride and groom, but I do remember the high heels Jedi, which was man, which the, those that, heels, that was cool. The way they just like, like yeah. <laughs> mech heels or whatever what is going on I love it but I remember people just absolutely loving that yeah uh, and um, I love it like not to like totally sidetrack but um, uh, from like the whole discussion but cosplays for for this are kind of rare and far in between but from what I've seen right I'm like they really do a good job I mean I've seen Ronin cosplays I've seen the umbrella thing F, and, uh, I think Padawan named F. I think her yeah. name is just F. Oh, okay. It's the letter F, I believe. That's what it says in this article here. So we're going to, yeah, anyway. Um, but, yeah, that, um, not, not much else to say, but just, like, one that I usually find myself watching a lot. Um, yeah. On, just, the, it's interesting uh, the way that F... I think she, like, struggles the whole thing with calling, I think, herself a Jedi. Like, really, like, you know, with the the way the order kind of fell and everything like that. Like, mm -hmm. she's in hiding. But the end, having that triumphant, like, I'm a Jedi kind of moment. And, again, what I'm saying about Jedi is that the Jedi is the person who can end the fight instantaneously. But gives you every chance they possibly can before they absolutely but when they unleash they are going to like you're not going to walk out of that uh situation and that's unfortunately for those bandits um you know that's what that's what kind of happened for them also her lightsaber the katana the way the katana blade uh kind of yes. lit up and everything like it's got like that ring of light like kind of in between the hills or whatever i don't know it's really cool design so I, I love, love the Village Bride. All right. Then, uh, then the, uh, my favorite out of the first season, uh, the Ninth Jedi. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Like, what can I say about it? just everything? The, the design of the worlds, the, the yeah. Jedi temple that kind of looks like a lightsaber handle, like when it, like, like at that, like with that end shot. Yeah. Along, oh, like with really? the way they use symbolism, um, 
Like, it, it was, like, something that I could see in the Star Wars universe, in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I know that a lot of people had a big huffy about the kyber crystal thing, but I thought it was kind of cool how they, uh, and, also, and they also addressed it in the short that these were, like, uh, modified through uh, blacksmithing, which is yeah something that I don't think Star Wars really explored with kyber crystals yet. Tempered, so. tempered, he was tempering these uh, crystals. Mm-hmm. Um to make them reflect the force in the Jedi, which is so I this is one where I love that they are not held by the constraints of canon. They could do whatever they want there because there is the whole concept of bleeding the blade. Right. right. That that's more which, recent thing. Though. Which we've seen it's kind of what they did the way in canon that they describe how you get a red lightsaber crystal Whereas, like, I think back in Legends, it was, uh, like, they were synthetic or something. Mm-hmm. Instead, like, they made a synthetic look. This, to me, is more spiritual. It feels more Star Wars. feels more George. Um, but this is, this takes that concept and kind of turns it on its ear. And I think in a good way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can be upset. It's okay if you, it didn't work for you or something like that. But I am with you. I think it just was a brilliant device. And the way that uh, the daughter of the the, uh, the the smith or whatever, I guess, that she, her blade had no color. It was kind of like a, I, it had a weird aura to it. I love it. I love that. I love that no blade, I think, more than I like what she ended up getting. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of love that almost translucent, just clear blade. Yeah, like just was, a cool concept. Like, it didn't feel complete yet. Yeah. I actually showed this one to my uh, my six-year-old uh, recently, because it's, it's, a, it's a father-daughter story, and I, I kind of like to do those kind of things with her. Um, it's the most, I think, uh, intense one that I've shown, which is, uh, you know, on purpose. But she, she loved this, the concept of this, this girl, you know, kind of going in there and, like, figuring out who the the bad guys were and everything like that. You know, of course you have the, it's almost like a, uh, a whodunit mystery kind of thing. It's, it's a mystery the whole time you're, you know, the Sith are coming. You're wondering what's going on. Uh, it's just, this feels like it could be canon, honestly. Like one of those, it's one of those stories that could be, this is thousands of years. And it's also one of the stories that I feel like could use a sequel. Yeah. Hope it's a sequel. I mean, a lot of people have been hoping, um, the director said that he definitely is hoping to, um, which, fun fact, he's going to be doing the uh, uh, Lord of the Rings anime movie called uh, The War of the Rohirrim, oh, really? uh, which is oh, wow. uh, kind of exploring the uh, uh, origins of, I think it's the origins of Helm's Deep. I'm sorry, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob Danielson, who is also a good Lord of the Rings lore guy. Yeah, no, I yeah. again love Lord of the Rings as well. Did not know that was coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this uh I think out of all of them this deserves a uh this is the one that deserves a uh, a sequel for sure. And I, I hope that I hope they get to tell that story. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to see where it goes from there. So um Okay. So the next one is uh, Toby. 
yeah. So this one was pretty okay. Um, not definitely not not my favorite, um, but it was uh, yeah. It kind of leaned heavily more on the little kid side of things, but yeah. This so <laughs> I showed this to my daughter when like after it came out. Oh right? okay. This was the first one I ever showed her. And she constantly was like, call me Toby. I'm Toby. You know, I want to be Toby. Like, this is Toby. Like, I'm Toby and you're Toby's dad and things like that. And um, she still loves it. And in fact, there's a there's the uh, golden book that I need to get, the little golden book of the story as well. But she fell in love with it. And this is – so we forget sometimes, I feel, that Star Wars belongs to kids first. Right, like we were all kids. A lot of us were kids when we fell in love with it, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. and Toby was not one of my favorites as well. It was like okay, it's it's fine. But I have found new appreciation of it through like my daughter's enjoyment of it. She loves loves Toby one, Toby, and it's just you when you just look at the elements of the story and everything like that. His master being a Jedi, um, wanting to bring life to planets where life can't really exist, and everything like that, like to heal planets. It's just such a cool, uh, such a cool, very Star Wars concept, right? There was something we don't really get a lot. We haven't got much in Star Wars, like a like a Jedi who's trying to bring life back to planets and everything like that. Um, and then, of course, there's the there's the uh, the robot uh, elephant in the room, you know, that Toby is a force-sensitive droid, um, it seems like. So, it's, it's like Walling is Pinocchio. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very Pinocchio. Also, yeah. by the way, one of my daughter's favorites is Pinocchio. <laughs> so, we're like the only two people, I think, who watched the the Tom Hanks Pinocchio that came out this past year. Um, so you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> Disney. Uh, we kept it afloat for you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I think there's, I don't know, if it, is it speculation or is it, have they come out and said that it's almost like that Jedi, like, created, like, Toby was his son or his apprentice and he created him to be like him or something? Um, yeah, I would the, know. There's interest. There's very interesting uh, lore kind of surrounding it. I think, but it is it, it is it's one of the more childish ones. But again, it, it's like I, I love that they have kind of spanned the gamut of very deep existential stories, very dark stories, to also very youthful, very uh, very young children's stories that are, like, meant to grab younger audiences and things like that. It's just, Vision's just kind of, it's a, it is just, like, unadulterated creativity. And I think that's really, really, really impressive. I'm I'm very glad that they have uh, continued this, for sure. Alrighty. Um, Yeah, the next, Yeah, I'm kind of blanking out on, like, the last couple ones you see here. Um, We've got The Elder was the uh, seventh 
episode and the elder that, that was the one with the Jedi the two Jedi they go into a planet and then like there's this old guy that, that like this creepy ass old guy. Creepy as oh creepy as hell. <laughs> this man. This <laughs> um, man, um one of the creepy like honestly the, that episode creeped me out a little bit. Just like the <laughs> weirdness of this old man. Right. Um yeah, this one was kind of like, I think I think it was definitely felt like a fan film by the number kind of story. Um, yeah. With, and yeah, I I don't know if it was. Uh, I know the guy that uh, played uh, Hopper from uh, Stranger Things. He did the voice for the Matt Jedi Master in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, I don't... We'd love us some Hopper. Yeah, I de- definitely felt like he was bored about this one, too. So, the, way. the dialogue but, is very flat, is what I'll say. Like, yeah. It, it's very flat. I really enjoyed this one, I think. Um, I don't know if it's... I don't know if I call it one of my favorites. I just really enjoyed the, the whole story of everything. But, yeah, you got Master Tajin... And then his pet one, Dan, uh, which is an interesting... I love that juxtaposition of names. That's Star Wars for you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is uh, Bleep Lorp and Frank. <laughs> like, I love that you can do that with Star Wars a little bit sometimes. And people get up in arms a little bit, but anyway. Oh, um, I haven't had a Bob yet. Yeah, not yet. It's not coming. Yet. It's coming. It will be spelled weird, right? Like B A U B, so Bob. <laughs> Bob. So yeah, no, yeah, no, not much to go off on that one. Very, very straightforward, right? It, the whole thing, the crux of that is the relationship with the master and the apprentice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Plus, I actually thought the apprentice died, like during. Which was kind of, which was kind of weird that like he survived all that. But yeah, you. It was a, a little bit of a. They did a little bit of a bait and switch with us there. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the uh, move that shall not be named, which um, I'm pretty sure there's a name for it, um, and it is one that uh, a couple of friends asked. Yeah, how come nobody does that in Star Wars? It, end a fight so quickly you're like turn off the lights turn off the lights and then turn it back on at the right moment which uh yeah i I think there is like a canon explanation saying that it's too uh dishonest for the jedi and it's too cowardly for the sith so i I think yeah and i mean it's also like it's a risky move honestly to turn off your weapon it's i don't know like i don't think it i don't i think you can get into a dangerous place when you're like the whole maneuver. What's up with that? Like it's some things just look cool. Yeah. But also you gotta re, you gotta remember like there's a lot of uh, different little things that they could have put in there. Like, I, for one thing, none of us are ever going to be able to fight with an actual laser sword like yeah. in our lifetime. So for one thing, I don't think unless you actually have like fought with a like an actual legit like plasma weapon or something, don't come crying to me, man. Like, I, like, listen, 
do whatever looks cool. Like, fine, whatever. It's fine. Like, I just, I want really cool, like, fun stories. And, like, if everyone did that, Star Wars would be boring. Right. It would be boring. Stop giving me this, it breaks, blah, 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 blah. Like, come on, man. Give me cool stuff one time, and then, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, maybe someone else can try it somewhere down the line. But don't, like, if you make it a, well, everyone should just do that. Like, well, fine. You can say that about everything. Uh, everything. Everything's got an exhaust port two meters wide that, like, if you hit it, it blows up, right? Like, I'm like come on. That's everything in Star Wars. There's no... I'm sorry. I'm going yeah. on a rant. I'm sorry. But, uh... uh no. Rant, rants are fine. <laughs> that's my rant. That's my rant. I, listen, I'll... I, listen, we can meet in the street. We'll fight. We'll fight it out. Um, and I'll turn my plasma sword off and uh, turn it back on quickly to, uh, to disembowel you. So, there you go. I'm just I'm joking. I'm so joking. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So, uh, Lop and Ocho. Right? Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's the furry one. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. Uh, listen, the furries did come out in support, and we support our furry community. You know? Hey, hey. That's what you got. That's what you got. Um, but yeah, so, Lop and Ocho... Having a, I guess, did they say that that is, that is, uh, the Ocho was a, or wait, which one's the, the Lepi? And she is confirmed a Lepi, right? Uh, that's the, that's the species, that be, I, believe. Be I believe. Lop, that's right, okay. Rabbit-like, it's, okay. I don't like how this article describes it. I don't know, I guess maybe she isn't confirmed a Lepi in Star Wars. That's, that's the rabbit-ish species yeah, in Star Wars. Uh-huh. Um, it calls her a rabbit-like alien slave named Lop, and I don't appreciate it. I just That just feels weird, rabbit-like alien slave. Anyway, um, but yeah, you got, so Lop and Ocho, I've seen this one maybe twice. Uh, okay. So if I remember correctly, uh, Lop is taken in, so whatever, or just like siblings by adoption kind of a oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Like, what, do, I don't know. Did you, what, what exactly? So, what happened? You, I think, have seen Uh-oh. these. I, I am blinking on all of the exact uh, plot lines or the plot yeah. points in so, that one. So, the sister joins the Empire. Right. So. I remember that much. Um, and then, what is it like? Her, the father has like a, a lightsaber or something, does he not? Yeah. Okay. And, right. And then you see like. And he passes it on to um, Lop, which I guess that was supposed to go to the sister originally. Um, yeah. So that that was really interesting. Very, yeah. I, uh, again, I need to rewatch uh, a lot of these, but I mean, I remember being in like intrigued the whole time. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely a, a Japanese heavy episode. Oh, right. Beautiful um, though beautiful like animation and everything like it's, yeah. and they had the, a lot of I remember a lot of like blossoms blowing through the air in this one if I'm remembering correctly um, yeah just absolutely amazing visuals so. and uh, I think the, we're ending the first season uh, trying to remember what the episode was but it's, it was it was it was a bit of a darker episode if I remember correctly. So it was a dark ending, and it's uh it's called Akakiri. Uh, okay. Yeah, that that one was, eh, like definitely one of those episodes where I could take it or just take it or leave it. 
Um, uh, but apparently a lot of people like that one because, well, I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of in an age, an age where, uh, like, if it's dark, it's good I, yeah. <laughs> in a way. But, but for, for, for me, that's really never been the case. I mean, yeah, obviously I love films like The Dark Knight or right. something like that heavy. But at the same time, it's like, that's usually stuff I don't gravitate towards. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think you're right. Like if it, like people, um, if, if, society is very masochistic. <laughs> very, we're, like a lot of us are bad, and like there is that thing where dark equals adult, right? And oh, it's like true. that. But I um, I'm also of the same mind. I don't think that that immediately is like oh this is grown up. This is very adult. I think honestly I, I think that media is starting to kind of make a swing back into i'm hoping i well, honestly i think we need it societally is a, a swing back into um uh, a glass half full uh a swing back into just uh, happy endings you know uh being a i'm trying to think of the uh the the actual name but anyway um yeah but in, instead of you know having all these like dark uh, very crazy endings and everything um, but, but Akakiri, I think very much, uh, I think that those stories still are important, mm-hmm. right? Like it's still very important. And I mean, they could be touted as like, oh, this was good because of that. But also I think Akakiri does some things that it's le- it's not as base. Oh, that was good because it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was very much like this. You learn of this relationship of these two characters throughout the entire episode and by the time you get mm-hmm. but uh it, it's it's a gut punch but it's a i think a well-earned gut punch and so and again it's been a minute since i've seen akakiri i can picture it in my mind oh, yeah. it's another one it, it takes some interesting swings visually as well like it's it's very stylized um but i I don't know. I this it definitely is one of my like I don't know if I'd say it's one of my favorites, but it's definitely uh, up there in my rankings as episodes go. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah, that completes the first season. Now we'll kind of just swing by the second. Um, though I've only seen it once, um, but uh, I've only had a couple of viewings yeah. uh, upon upon recording right now as well. So. So uh, this one is uh, Sith. Sith is the first one, and uh, they while it was all like you said at the beginning of the episode, while it was all uh, Japanese studios for the first season, uh, this season kind of took more it, surprise. It was I think it was surprising to everyone. They kind of went more international with yes. the season, mm-hmm. which is amazing because uh, it, it, it's animation from like other countries is really hard to make public yeah oh absolutely uh, yeah um like if if they even see the light of day they usually have to go through like a way, way smaller party uh in it, order it's, to get recognition they don't yeah they don't um, get put before the wider audience which is a, sh- mm-hmm. a shame because i think once people this is a good honestly visions has been a good way to get the general audience 
like get these guys in front of the general audience and say like there are valuable contributions in, like art wise and everything um and just filmmaking wise uh, with these studios and so it's very awesome that lucasfilm has done this and given all these studios this opportunity right mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so and i mean the first one um let me see it's a uh, El Giri, oh, I think right. is the first, so the first yeah, uh, I studio. That's, I think that's, a, that's the one that Yes. Um, and on a, I don't know what your feelings are on Sith. Sith was a strong start. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, I what I've heard about Season 2, if I've heard anything, is that it is more consistent quality. Oh, yeah. Than the second season. Mm-hmm. Not that this, the first season was bad in any way, but there were there were more high quality stories. The stories were of a more consistent, like boom, 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 just like mm-hmm. punches to the face in the best way. <laughs> yeah. So, but but Sith was a beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful start. Yeah, definitely. And it, it is just like one of those uh, stories where it's like, I'm glad I saw it on a, I'm glad I own a 70 inch screen. Oh, Because yeah. like, it, it filled every frame. And it was, it was, and plus I'm a suck, lately I've been a sucker for that kind of animation, whether it's uh, Spider-Verse or uh, Puss in Boots slash Wish. Oh, it's, uh, it's just like, I, I'm a big fan of 2D and 3D animation, just merging into one uh and just and and like how the story was uh expre- expressed through art absolutely but it it is definitely a um an art piece in and of itself the use of color and the absence of color yes was very masterfully used in in that and you said t- like again so Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Shout out to... By the way, shout out to Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I saw that movie. It was the only... Uh, whenever my, my kiddo comes to stay with me uh, for the weekend and everything, we uh, she wants me to take her to the movies. And uh, from December till just about right up until I think the Mario movie came out, uh, it was all Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So I've seen that movie more times than I think any human has. Uh and you can fight me on it. I don't know. It's It's got to be. It's at least ten times. But Puss in Boots and The Last Wish, shout out to Puss in Boots The Last Wish for having the best lightsaber duel in a long time. i got to right. say, the fight at the end of Puss in Boots The Last Wish between Puss and Death is so good. Mm-hmm. It is such a good stylized sword fight. Oh, it's I, I love it so much. Get, check Puss in Boots The Last Wish out. But... Uh, no, that that I love that style of animation, and upon recording this, like next week, uh, Across the Spider Verse comes out, oh, yeah. and I'm excited to see this uh, this style of animation. Right, uh, I'm excited to get lost in that. But uh, back to Star Wars, back to this episode, um, the design of everything, like having her be, it almost feels like this is like. Some people, I've almost placed this back, you know, when the Sith were kind of the rule of two wasn't stated, kind of thing. It feels uh, like it, it feels very ancient to me. 
I don't know why. It just it feels very ancient to me, and I, I kind of love it. Not that you have to place these in any particular place, but it's just like where I my head ended up placing it, and I just I love that character. Um, the the world when she comes out of the uh, uh, ship, the the installation she's at. I don't know where she's hiding out. Uh, but I love that you have the stark whiteness there, the the dark corridor she exits before she enters the world, and that the, the world was very abstract and very. Um, I think my co-host and friend Scotty was talking about how it's almost like Salvador Dali. Oh yeah, okay. like the world very felt very uh, like a Salvador Dali painting and everything, and it just yeah. it's yeah very cool, very beautiful. Um, when she finally faces the Sith, her master, I guess it was her master, right? Is what it feels like? Someone has been looking for her. But, uh, I feel like they've added some type of history before. It but felt, it's yeah. It's like adversary or uh, uh, mentor. But yeah, th that duel between, like, it, it's not like a huge bombastic duel, but the design of that corridor gorgeous, yeah, iconic. Uh, her saber having the kind of like short katana blade or something, yellow blade, mm -hmm. and then the red blade coming out of the bottom. Yeah. Great reveal. We had it in the trailer, but just like to have, just, I don't know, like everything about it was firing on all cylinders. And uh, yeah, I I absolutely enjoyed. I, I loved uh, Sith. All right, the next one was, uh, uh, don't remember the title, but I know that Cartoon Stallone did the yeah. uh, animation. For so it. the title is Screecher's Reach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those that I think off the, the top can come off very kiddie, right? You, you mm -hmm. go in. Well, you're going when right. you when you first when you first enter into it. I think if you judge based solely on the animation, you're like. Oh, it's gonna be very kiddie and kid friendly, <laughs> and you are completely wrong. Yeah. Completely wrong. The subject matter therein, um, some of the most terrifying, I think, in all of Star Wars. It scared the it scared the piss out of my my co-host. Oh. He's not what? a horror guy. He's not a horror guy, and this one like got him. <laughs> I have been talking to him about things like whenever I visit him before, like he uh -huh. like he literally has told me, "Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up." <laughs> this man does not like scary things, and uh, Screechers Reach scared the pants off of Scotty Jero. Really? To say, yeah. Um, uh -huh. But th there is some terrifying stuff in there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, plus, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, Cartoon Salon's uh, resume. Not much, um, but but I like I, Song of the Sea, Wolf yeah. Walkers. So it's it's a studio based in Ireland. So very 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 Irish tones, and plus you can I could tell by the use of we're gonna say go ahead go ahead I don't want to take your um I, it might be different but like I I usually associate them with their more circular designs oh right um, there was kind of a yeah, yeah very like a lot of round shapes which is very not bad like honestly it was very charming the animation was very charming. Uh, I could tell it was an Irish studio from the use of arse. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kick them in oh, their yeah. arse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I do remember like there, there's like, there's like TVPD for like. Then it said language. I'm like, 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we so. yeah. Hey, we we swung everything hinged on the use of ours, and uh, way to go, Cartoon Saloon. You mm-hmm. you land the, the eagle did land. Uh, so, but yeah, no. Uh, to have that the story, what is it like? You see, you, it opens up kind of on the almost like a tapestry kind right. of mm-hmm. thing. You see, like these workers, and the reveal is that it's mainly children doing very hard, terrible labor. Um, it, 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 it doesn't come out and say like slave children or anything like that, but it feels very like it's forced labor for sure for, for children, which is not very great. Um, and it's hard to kind of place like where this is happening. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, I feel like. I don't know where everyone kind of lies uh, politically or whatever and all that kind of stuff. It's, it felt very, there feels like it's, it's got a very, uh, a lot of this season, a very anti-capitalist message kind of a thing, like the, the oh, okay. kind of a thing to me. Um, just like a lot of like, you know, just different things of like, you know, the way that workers are treated and things like that. Um Environmental, stuff. environmental for sure absolutely and i think those are very important messages for today's audience and things like that absolutely um but no matter where you stand on that issue i think it's just like it's i think everyone is against child labor <laughs> i hope you are it seems it gets more and more the line becomes more and more blurred by the day um but but hopefully hopefully uh, you were against child labor, such as this, because it is very, it, it's just, anyway. So you have these kids who were like wanting to get out and and uh, just kind of enjoy their freedom as children, right? Um, and I don't think, did you see it going the way that it did at all? That um, this is yeah, the Akakiri, Akakiri story mm-hmm. of this bunch, I think, the, the dark ending. If I'm, if, if, I don't know if you agree. Or not? I somewhat agree, but like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like the difference between that and Akira was that I think it kind, I think it, this kind of hit more. I, in a way, I would because agree because of the character that it happens to. I would agree, um, and it, it's definitely like the Anakin story in a way, if you look at it, and that. But it's kind of like a reverse, instead of being, like, having that calling to be a Jedi, it's, like, a calling to be something darker. The, well, the... And... Oh, man. Please, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of heartbreaking that she chooses over her friends. And, and, uh, and it is definitely, like, one of those where you want to see what happens. Oh, yeah. Like, despite it, you know it's not going to end well. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, it, it, to see this happen to children is terrifying, mm-hmm. you know? And again, so the, the reveal, so you have that heartwarming coming of age story throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You have the horrifying moment in the cave, like, they have such, the most lighthearted moment of the, the short is right before they get to the cave. Right. And when they enter the cave and she gets stuck. 
Um, that is the most, that's the terrifying thing to me is like being in, like, I don't know if you've ever been in, and I talked about this on our episode, have you ever been inside like an actual cave, like done a cave tour, and then like they turn out, the, on every cave tour they turn out the lights? I can't, I can't say that I have. Well, so they, you, usually you go on a cave tour, they'll turn out the lights in one of the rooms and just show you how dark it truly is, and it is, <laughs> as to quote Spongebob, it's advanced darkness. <laughs> like, it's not, this isn't your regular dark. This is advanced darkness. And, I mean, it is, you can't, literally, the light is so absent that, like, you, you're essentially, you are blind. Like, because you know how usually in the dark, like, you can kind of tell where your hand is and stuff? Oh, yeah. It's, you are, there, that's not even existent. Yeah. You don't know where any of your part of your body is. That's how bad it is. And to have her, like, that cave glass, I went, my mind went there. And it made it, oh, that's what God, made it more horrifying yeah, to me. Now, now that kind of. It makes it scarier, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like her friends go away. She's like, no, I'm going to do this. Um, and she keeps talking to that, the necklace. And the whole time you think it's just like some kind of like trinket or something. Yeah. Give me strength. And you find out it's a, like, I'm getting ahead of myself. The, but when the ghost comes out and it reveals, like, the ghost was terrifying, yeah. by the way. You find out that it's an actual just old woman with a red lightsaber. It's a Sith. And she, just all of that is absolutely terrifying. She kills her. Um, and at the time, you're just like, okay, it's a kid trying to survive. I don't, like, good on you. Like, I, I'm glad you survived. Oh, she's got the Force. You know, what is this going to mean for her? You know, kind of a thing. But then to have that that reveal that that necklace was a communicator the whole time was, you're like, oh, oh, can I cuss? <laughs> like, I was gonna say, oh, d- sh- oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man. Like, I was, I was, it, I, it, it is curse-inducing. You're like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no. No. And then that, that very uh, jean jacket from Nope uh ship landing oh, yeah. you've got the very i love that visions has portrayed the sith in very like regal like not even like sometimes very white very angelic looking mm-hmm. it's an interesting juxtaposition because it's it's almost like the trickster element it's the i am the deceptive i'm a deceptor mm-hmm. yes. i'm trying to make you think that i'm something good but i'm the most vile evil creature in the galaxy, honestly. But, like, the the walk onto the ship where she leaves her friends, and, I mean, they there's almost understanding from her friends, you know? Yeah, it's like, they understand that it's, she but just it's, wants to get out. But... We are all like, don't, yeah. don't, don't, mm-hmm. because that is a path that is, that person is only trying to siphon your life, basically. They're either after your life force, or you're going to end up becoming what they are, or I don't know. It's just a, it's a bad path. It's a bad path. That's the, the Sith represents the path that is fully uh, reliant on what well, like not reliant on self reliant self reliance isn't bad, but it's it represents only thinking of self and no empathy and none of that. It's all about you, what you can get and what you can grasp. And that last look that it ends on of her looking back at her friends haunts me still that look of like oh shoot i don't know if i make the right decision um it's 
it's yeah it Screecher's Reach was something I was not prepared for at, th- at three in the morning when I watched these things oh, okay. before work. <laughs> so that was, but anyway, I'm sorry. I've 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 just gone on like a uh, I have gone on a, a little spiel here rant, um, but yeah, no, it Screecher's Reach was that was something to experience, man. Yeah. It's just definitely like one of those like I definitely recommended it to a friend. Like he wasn't sure about it. I'm like yeah, that one was. Uh, you, you said that Disney Star Wars will never go into a dark direction. Like dead. Yeah, that Man, was. Uh, it'll f you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. After that was either. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm your Ooh. I'm your mom or uh, so it's in the stars in the stars in the stars, which is my favorite, I believe of the the new season, and in the stars is the one with the two sisters on the planet. It's it's and it's uh, stop motion animated as oh, well. Oh oh yeah that one yes. Mm-hmm. Very um so punk robot is the uh, I'm trying to think punk robot is a. It's a, it's another, I think it's a Spanish studio, right? Or something, or it's a, it's a very... Yeah, I think, I think it's like one of the year uh, ones. Uh, yeah, but they put a lot of, I, I remember watching their, um, uh, it might be Puerto Rico, uh, anyway, they, they put uh, a lot of the environment from where they're from kind of into this, this show and everything like that, into their, this, this short um, but this one, to me, was the most beautiful. It was the most Star Wars story to me. I don't, th- this story resonated so much with me. You got the two sisters. Their mom is lost and everything. Apparently, it's a Force-sensitive species, right? right. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. And I liked how they, they used the, their mom as, like, a... Uh, I don't, don't want to say a conduit, or, but, like, a... Like, it was the driving factor. Yeah, this is definitely the yeah. driving factor. But to have, like, you know, you've got that... The landscape was so just devastated, but also beautiful, right? Um, honestly, so that was the shot that stuck with... The shot that stuck with me from the trailer when it, before everything dropped was the was from this, and it was the, the moment where the, the little girl, um, Tachina, was standing with her hand raised to the sky and the TIE fighter coming through the clouds with the searchlight oh, on it. Yes. That shot lives rent-free in my brain forever because I, I was like, I immediately need to know what's going on here. That is going to, that episode's going to make me cry again. I have a little girl, right? And so just like, like little kids have a strength to them sometimes and you, you want them to have like, you know, characters to look up to and things like that. I mean, that's a character that's like basically the same age as my kid, but um, th- that with the the whole concept of like the sister trying to help them survive, she's like not really embracing their heritage or embracing the force that whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the way that they feel it and define it, whatever they define it as. Um, the paint that you can only see by starlight, but you can't see it because the Imperial factory has 
coated the entire planet in smog. Again, those anti, like those environmental messages and things like that, like the, you know, the empire came here and just utterly destroyed this beautiful place. Um, like just the, the evil crimes against nature, things like that. Um, but yeah, no, this one was like, this one, they get into the factory, they end up like having a face-off with the empire at the exact same place their mother died essentially like it sets up kind of like you know the mom died fighting that atsd and then they face it and destroy it like i'm i'm tearing up like even like just kind of like talking about this like just everything about that spoke to everything i love about star wars right like it's got the it's got the fighting it's the it's the nature versus nature versus uh the machine it's Again, that underdog story, it's that perseverance thing that you preach and you're talking about, right? Like, you know, like Star Wars is about persevering. And that's 100% what this had in it. And it's just, again, this is my favorite. I think of all of Visions, season one and two, it's this episode that really just, like, sticks with me. So kudos to Punk Robot. Absolutely. Because this one, oh, man, it's my, it's my, it's my, my stuff. It's my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, it's kind of cool seeing Star Wars in uh, stop in a stop motion uh, format, which is, I, which is definitely a rarity. I never thought that I would be so into it. I love that kind of animation, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got Guillermo del Toro's been doing like a lot of animation like that recently, or he did mm-hmm. you know Pinocchio with that. But you've got uh, Leica, mm-hmm. who does a lot Leica. of really incredible. I want Leica to do a Star Wars movie now. Like, I want an animated Star Wars... If we get an animated Star Wars movie, I don't know about you, I want it in that format. That could, that could work. I mean, and, that, and that's kind of the cool thing about that episode, too, is that I've always kind of wanted to do a uh, ATSD kind of thing, and it's like, yeah, that, that's the coolest way to do it is in stop motion. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, how, that's how they done it in the original. Well, then that's how they do it. Like, even like even with the ones on, uh, like, in the movies and, and all that, they still put that yeah. little, like, shutter... That little shudder to it that makes it feel so authentic, right? Like, it's, yeah. I don't think you you can't make an ATSD and make it like super smooth because it's not going to feel like Star Wars. Like, you got to like make it where it's got like a little bit of that like kind of like stutter to it. Mm-hmm. It just it adds so much character. But yeah, no. Um, also, I was man. You're always calling for the death of stormtroopers, but I've never like cheered on the death of so many like Imperials more than in that moment. And like, I mean, I'm in, I'm in tears from like basically short one. Like I, I like I do tear up a little bit here and there. Like like or not not too much in the first couple, but this one was like a flood for me and everything like that. Like and Scotty and I are already very emotional, right? Uh, like you know that's what we're kind of known for. Like, Scotty I guess gets it more so because he's in that uh, that video. Our, our uh, reaction video to the Tross trailer, but um, I am very much, especially when you have like a little kid, like everything, like it's gotten worse since I've become a parent, of course, it just does. But like, just like stories like that, just I mean, they get they get the waterworks going for me. So but yeah, I loved this one. As you can tell, I can't sh- I can't shut up about it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. I don't let's, let's consult the holy Wikipedia article, shall we? Yeah. 
so the next one was actually I Am Your Mother. Oh, uh, so, so, that, so that's, okay. So I, I Armin. Yeah, I yep. don't know about you, but I needed that break emotionally. Oh, <laughs> kind of okay. Thing. Like from like the, we had like what, like Sith, which was really cool, Screechers Reach that was haunting, and then this one that was very, up, uh, or uh, In the Stars, which is uplifting and just emotionally draining. But to have this one that was the fun, and I think this is the last one I got to watch before I went to work that day. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Artiman, which is a British studio. Yep. Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Yep. Chicken Run. Uh, Sean the Sheep. But yeah, so you've got all those, and then the very underrated, in my opinion, uh, Christmas classic, Arthur Christmas. More of you should check that out. It's an Artiman uh, movie. It's one of the it's one of the oh. computer animated. Oh, okay. But uh, very very underrated, very well made Christmas movie in my opinion. So if you're a Christmas person, hmm. check out Arthur Christmas. You'll thank I, me. You'll I thank remember me. seeing it a very long time ago, but I yeah. don't. Yeah, I definitely will have to revisit that one. Uh, I would suggest it. Season. But I again like Artiman. I love Artiman. Artiman is like one of my favorite animation studios. I love British humor. And Artiman has like just a, it's the it's the British version of Pixar in my opinion, I, I would say. Okay. Yeah, th- this one was cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of. <laughs> it was the this was the the it, it, I think this is the most silly they've been. Yeah. And I mean, it was so Artiman, mm-hmm. and I was wondering what exactly Artiman was gonna do. But I love that they kind of just leaned into this is our style. This is what we're gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a like I said, it's a I think it's a nice little, like just sit back and kind of let it just like entertain you, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. But yeah, not very canon heavy. <laughs> I mean, they did bring back uh, uh, Dennis for oh man, Mister Dennis Lawson for yeah. Wedge. That mm-hmm. was. And by the way, I love the characterization of Wedge, that he's got his own, like, he's pushing his own merch and everything. I thought that was, it's one of, this is one of those that, like, you just watch and you laugh as a Star Wars fan, because yeah. you're like, it's like, it's just, they're having so much fun, right? Like, it's... Yeah, that, and, and, that's, and that's the thing that, like, I don't hate this. Yeah. I just kind of, like, it's it's there. I mean, I, I can, ta- I can take way. it, I can take it or leave it, but at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of glad I saw it because I feel like they're the people that did this obviously had fun with it. Uh, a lot of a lot of references. Oh, time. Um, There's like and... a booth. I think someone noticed. I think it was the guys from Blast Points noticed. There's a booth that's all just stuff that Luke Skywalker has touched, and that's the whole point of the booth. Is like they're selling stuff that Luke has oh, touched. My and it's like the training remote, and like there's a chair, there's different things like that. And it winks and nods at the camera. Yeah. And it's like it's a it's a very good just kind of I would say parody kind of a thing. It's just like a yeah, I, an homage to the series, mm-hmm. right? And like I I love a good homage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love a good homage to Star Wars, and I'm I'm so glad they got to do this. Um, very heartwarming as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That again that that parent child relationship that I'm a sucker for. Again, it, it's just, uh, it's such a great, just fun, it's just a fun watch, right? Mm-hmm. Have fun with your Star Wars, guys. Yeah. Come on, have fun with, have fun. It's, it's part of it, you know? 
This is probably George Lucas's favorite of the season. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I, honestly, I, don't know. I mean, and plus, George uh, loves who, this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, who doesn't love racing? And, and, uh, right. Yeah, and, and I, I think it was uh, it was uh, brought up during our uh, Bad Batch meetings uh, when we did uh, that one episode with uh, Tech doing like that. Uh, like, oh, the like racing the speed, episode? Speed ra- speeder race thing. Yeah. Like, where, like, uh, the consensus for that episode was that, yeah, it was definitely a side episode. Um, definitely had nothing to do with the story. But it was fun. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and another thing I preach on the podcast is that um, if you had fun, then Star Wars did its job. Exactly. So, um, well, like, and, yeah. I grew up in the age of, I mean, television that, like, I mean, people call it filler. Back then it was just television, right? Yeah. Like, if it was a television show, you're going to have, they're going to try fun things with their characters. They're going to take, they're like, what if these characters were in this position? Mm-hmm. You know? It's a, if filler is such a naughty word, I feel like. It's like, sure, is it a side throwaway, whatever. Like you said, did you have fun? That's the that's kind of the point of these things sometimes, and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I think we could all do with a little bit of fun here and there, absolutely. And that episode of Tech Racing, by the way, I I loved uh, Ben Schwartz's uh, droid character. I was a big Ben. I'm a big Ben Schwartz fan, and uh, I was dying, dying all the time. But anyway, wow. You and I are totally different people. But I, I, I understand. I don't know if it's his voice or whatnot, but it, it's it's not everyone. I do not like him in Ducktales. I didn't like him in oh, Sonic. Really? Oh I no! Just, uh, but I did like okay. it when he got hit. His bread and butter is playing those like, slightly annoying, mm-hmm. like uh, off the wall characters. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I get. But I get uh, not everyone's I get it's his, That's for sure. Yeah, I get it's his thing, but yeah, it's not, <laughs> not for me. It's okay. But. Justin and I are gonna fight right here on, on night. <laughs> gonna fist fight. I'm gonna turn my lightsaber off mid fight. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. So uh, yeah, no, no, no. Much else to say about it. I no, mean, it's just a fun time. Go, go, fun. Watch, go watch. Go uh, watch. I am your mother. It's a great. It's a just. It's just fun. If you want some fun in your life, just go do it. It's well, actually, I might say this. I could definitely see something like the them making this before the Disney acquisition too. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, it goes along with those big parodies. Even since the Disney acquisition, they've done like yeah. the Phineas and Ferb episode. Oh, it's yeah. just full of fun, winky, naughty references and stuff, you know, like... Winky what? Wink and nod. Wink and nod E, <laughs> not naughty. I know, I realized after it came out, I was like, oh, no. Um, it winky, it's, a, it's a wink and nod at the camera kind of thing. Like, like that, if you like those kind of little things like yeah. that with a bunch of references just for fun, it's great. It's not canon. Yeah. Whatever. Just let it happen. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm really blanking out on the Listen, list we, if too. I didn't have it pulled up on my phone, Justin, like I, I, I think, wouldn't I know either. Um, so, Journey to the Dark Head is oh, the next one. episode. 
Okay, yeah. Normal, we've already talked a little bit about it. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and this one definitely goes back to that anime kind of style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is actually one of my favorites. Um, mainly due to, uh, this, like, I, I feel like it's definitely like a one-shot comic book story in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think the two characters, the two characters definitely are, are are a team that I definitely would be rooting for if they continued anything. Oh yeah. Um, and I think the uh, 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 the villain in this was spectacular. I, I can't remember the guy who. I know he's done a lot of other I, roles. I'm um, I'm un, I'm unsure of who it was. But I I I, <laughs> but, yeah. I I can picture the guy. He was yeah. in the Good Doctor couple episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, he was like the antagonist in that. Okay. Uh, he, like, yeah, he just like, like you really felt that uh, hero and villain kind of relationship like there. It, it was right. definitely there. Right. Uh, and it, it kind of reminded me of that, like, like how the sequel trilogy kind of played up that Kylo Ren and uh, Ray relationship. Yeah. But like oh, not, yeah. not, but not to a, but more of a line if Kylo Ren still was like after him, like. Right. So, which I really liked. Yeah. It was uh so, and I know I said that it was my maybe my least favorite of the season, mm -hmm. maybe. I but that doesn't, again, least favorite by no means means I hate this. Right. It was it was good. It was a good. I, I think that I just had. Um, I don't know, man. It it's a testament to this whole uh, season that even though this might have been my least favorite, it was still very quality. It was still very good. Like I enjoyed a lot of kind of the lore that it had going for it. Um, this is another one of those that kind of had that little uh, thing, like I was talking about, like the Jedi was very sure of himself kind of thing, which for me seems like a little, but uh, there can be Jedi like that. Yeah. But it's just, it, it, it sometimes it, in my brain, and I have to tell my brain, shut up, dude, you're okay, it's fine to have different perspectives on Star mm -hmm. Wars. Um, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, the I will say, like, the character design, like, the design of the villain and everything, just, like, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Like, the entire time, the animation was absolutely stunning. And, uh, yeah, that villain was just such a cool design of suit and everything like that, right? Like, the, the long uh, uh, chin flag? I'm not even sure what that was, but it was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Um but yeah, no, absolutely, really, really, just a really cool, uh, interesting take on everything. I think this was actually, let's see, was it Studio Mir, right? Okay. So it was a, a Korean studio, actually. Oh, really? So this is, yeah, kind of going back to the anime roots, right? Kind of a thing. Oh, okay. Huh. I knew Korea had, like, good animation, but I didn't know that they could, they like, really kind of had, like, that anime kind of look to it. Oh, or, yeah. Or, like, because, like, like, I, I've seen Chinese animation, too, and it, yeah. and it's to totally different from Japanese or, uh, 
and which is a bit, which is amazing because uh, right um, now 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 that I really think about it, whenever people think of American, they usually just think Pixar. Uh, yeah, which back then it used to be uh, like two D like Disney animation. Right. Well, I, I guess that's kind of fading out. Um, shifting sands of time. Yep. Um. But yeah, just I just love the the story, um, and and plus like not only the Jedi story but the pilots. Or right with her vision, uh, it came true, but it wasn't the way that she expected it to go. Right, which was really like I really loved how that that played out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That was the thing. Part of my my viewing was also a little confusion as to um, I thought she was a Jedi for like the first like five minutes of the short. I think. Going to stop, and so that was kind of like something I was like, okay, she's not a Jedi. It took me a second to go like, all right, all right, all right here we go, here we go. It was just interesting, yeah, really cool, uh, interesting dynamics with both of the characters and everything like that. I loved them together. Um, this is another one where I think you could see like sequels to it. So, but yeah, getting a lot of praise. A lot of people love this one. So, thanks. Sundancer? Spy Dancer, yes. Spy Dancer. Um, why, why did I say Sundancer? I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah, this one was... Oh, man. I'm, I know it's... I feel like I know where I heard the studio came from, but... It's uh, I can't, I can't place it. It's a French studio, I believe. It's a studio oh, okay. La, La I think. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Pardon, again, my pronunciation. Excuses French. Pardon my French. Yes. <laughs> Surprised I haven't had to say that more, uh, this episode. But yeah, no. Uh, so I don't know about you, but the Spy Dancer was one that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to, but ended up becoming one of my favorites, actually. Oh, okay. Surprisingly. Yeah, um, I'm kind of actually on the same page as you because, like, I just remember the animation being really gorgeous. And, yeah. And, like, not not only like by like the um, uh, the dancing set pieces, but like the expression on like the characters. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like it wouldn't work with a lot of other forms of animation. No. But um. Yeah, and and the and the story was like definitely one where it's like, oh wow, it it is kind of a tragedy in a way, a little bit, uh, yeah. And, uh, it's but very hopeful, yeah, as well. But yeah, it, this one I was not expecting to be so enthralled with this whole and again, like that's to my discredit, I guess. You know, like I guess I kind of thought the way they kind of described it was like, oh, she fights with her dancing. I'm like, okay. Interesting. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what's happening. I guess she's distracting. They made it seem like, oh, she's distracting so the rebels can kind of get something done in the city. But it ends up being a little more than that. And, like, you're immediately enthralled with this, like, underground network of, like, dancers who are spies, right? Like, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, this whole dynamic of these people who bring actively bring the Empire into their theater to entertain them. 
in order to distract them, in order to get information and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's just, it was such a cool concept. And honestly, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Because you're, I don't, like, the reveal of, it, it, I don't know if it was just me, but the reveal of when she's going, so she sees that Imperial officer, she thinks it's the one who took her child, and she's like, no, nah, I, I nah, love that misdirection. F this. I'm going to kill this dude. I'm going to kill this bastard. And she gets in there, and it is not him. I was so scared. for Like, I like I was, like, right then I was like, no, 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 no. What have you done? Um, but then to have that reveal at the end that that was her child. Yeah. Was heartbreaking, but also beautiful and just the like how she tried to reach out to him. It was and again you see like what he's done to fit into the Empire. And it's just it's again it's that whole thing like, you know, giving away your individuality to to blend in with the uh the rest of society. Which feels like something that in modern society they want people to give up a part of who they are to fit in and make everyone else comfortable. And it's it's just not it's not a that's not cool. Like let people be who they are, kind of thing, right? Like let let people be who they are. Let them fly their flag, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the empire for you though. That's the the empire is constantly just wanting uniformity. They're wanting you to fall in line. They're wanting you to yeah to to be just another cog. There you go. You see what I did there? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, in their wheel, and so or in their machine. Actually, it makes me want to show my mom that one. Yeah, because you definitely love that animation and all that. Yeah. It's just a story overall. Breathtaking. Like, animation is like, and again, it's some of the most stylized, I think, yeah. that we've gotten. And that was another thing that I was like, I was like, okay, it's going to be an interesting one. And again, you come out of it and it's just such a thrilling story. It's, it's. And like you say, it's, it's the one that you could, I feel like that translates to a lot of people, the story of this one. It's just, it's so powerful. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm actually that to my mom, which comes up in the summer, actually, my mom and dad. I, I usually, like, show them something every time they come up to visit me, and so uh, I'm, I'm going to show them some of that stuff, too. All right, so I think we're actually crawling towards the end, aren't we? We are getting there. We've got three left to talk about. So the next one uh, is actually the Bandits of Golok, which was... Uh, the, the India? The, the, the Indian India? studio. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Sean uh, Sukla. And uh, that was the one... I think that's the most almost straightforward, uh, almost Clone Wars-like animation. Yeah. It's just a very literal translation of everything. It just felt very like like an animated version of, of it was very it was not that it wasn't stylized it definitely had that Indian flavor which was very cool but oh, it, yeah. but it was very like a one to one like we're just gonna put we're gonna animate these very real things very not very stylized just here they are mm-hmm. in this situation but yeah no Bandits of Golok it ended up not being number one on my list or anything. I thought it was going to just, it looked like absolutely breathtaking. And it is. Um, But 
it's just a very uh, it's a very Star Wars story. I think this is the one out of all the entirety of Visions. You could take this and just put this. This can be the most canon of all of them, honestly. Oh, really? I feel like it is the most canon. You could, like, you well, could, yeah, I feel like it I, easily yeah, I fits. Can see, I can see that. In the dark times, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. 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 You could, the Bad Batch better, could go yeah. to this planet or something, right? You know, yeah. kind of a thing. But it felt very, uh, to me, it felt like the, the easiest to kind of put in that canon box. Okay, yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm a sucker for anything trains, so that beginning pretty fun. That felt very Indiana Jones too. Didn't yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. a very had a lot of indie flavor, which I'm sure they that was what they were going for too. Um there was also a lot of so I, what I loved is they used a lot of character model, not character models, but like they modeled a lot of characters uh straight up after characters that have been in Clone Wars and just in different things too. Like there oh, were extras oh, yeah. in the background that were straight oh, up yeah. like were... like Biff the the one of the Jedi younglings the it was the Ithorian Jedi youngling from uh, uh, the episode of Clone Wars where they go to get their lightsaber crystals. Biff wearing his scarf around his like neck was actually on that train. I don't know if you saw that. It wasn't Biff, but oh, okay. it was like yeah, it was like really... straight up that model, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I, yeah, I thought that I, was I, really cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see like the Star Wars species in there. Yeah. Uh, not not the. I don't think they were that present in previous projects they like to make their own kind of stuff like maybe i'm your mother yeah it's like the closest but right i mean you could see the you could see some of the uh some of the species that they like they put peppered in right but mostly Mm -hmm. it was like the sequel trilogy where they're like we want to make our own kind of thing you know oh yeah and Mm -hmm. but it was nice to kind of it felt very homey like, it felt like a warm blanket to kind of have, like, all those familiar species and everything like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You even had one of the guys from, uh, he was from uh, Rogue One first, but then in Andor, though. A, A, Freedy? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, one of those guys were, like, like constantly getting in fights with that other dude, <laughs> you know? Like, or, oh, Scob the Empire. Like, those guys. Like, I... <laughs> The, the garbage pale children of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And plus, the lightsaber fight was pretty impressive there, too. It's very cool. That very awesome design of a, uh, a the Inquisitor who looked like... It's, it's one of the... It's like a, a folklore, like like a demon-type folklore oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from India that they modeled him after, and I'm absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Killer mustache, too. Though. Oh, yeah. Like, that dude's stash rocked. <laughs> Good for him. Let's see. Then, I mean, you got that the sad part again where the, the, the sister has to go away from the brother. You, you're so rooting for them because she seems mm-hmm. so small. She seems so young. And to, like, be ripped away from her brother but for her safety was was hard to watch for me especially it just like felt so sad but i mean that's again star wars is about that sacrifice and different things like that like keeping your uh what would you do to keep your loved ones safe and things like that there's that definitely definitely that theme throughout it as well so uh all right so the next episode is the pit yes 
which I kind I hate to admit, but I did almost like I got watched this this after work. Yeah. So I think I did snooze a bit here and there. It's um, it's a very quiet for a little while but episode. Yeah. I think I did like finally gain consciousness when uh, they throw the brother in back into the pit. Right. And, and like it, it was, I was just like, whoa. It, it jumps up a notch really quick. Right. So um, you're not alone. I think that I, so I didn't, I wasn't able to watch that one before I went to work. So I watched it when I came back and I also kind of fell asleep at first, but I rewound and rewatched okay. it because this one I think is the most societally important one. Uh, of the entire series. It's very much a, there are more of us uh, okay. moment. It's yep. a very much, because it's very much like, you know, you get the Empire bringing these people here, they tell them to start digging for Kyber, and then just leave them at the bottom of this pit, which was, I was very, I was like, this is, wow, that is dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got that moment when everyone starts freaking out and climbing the walls and everything, and it's just, this is the most dark, I think. I, I would argue even more than Screechers Reach, to me. Like, just dark in a, like, dark subject matter kind of way, you know? Not in, like, a, like, a ooh, Sith or anything like that, but just a very, very human evil, right? Which I, th- I like, stuff like this happens more so than not. I mean, not giant, huge-ass pits in the middle of nowhere, but things like this, people taking advantage, other humans taking advantage of other humans... And then just tossing them away like garbage, you know. And uh, I think it was just a very powerful uh, uh, allegory, I guess, of sorts of that kind of a thing. How, you know, there is injustice in this world and the way to stand up to injustice is to just do that, to stand up to it, to shine a light and go, no, 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 no. You're, you're not going to do this anymore. It's scary. Um, it's scary to uh, stand up against those kind of odds. But I think this was the most human, most earthly story in all of Visions. Myself, personally. Yeah, the part where they throw the, the guy back into the pit, you're, you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that whole time, it's it's awful. I mean, that is just one of the most despicable things I think I've seen in a Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, that's, it feels like the most despicable things I've seen a, a stormtrooper do is just toss a boy, basically. I, mean, I think it was a man, but like, like a younger man, toss him mm-hmm. into a thousands of feet deep pit. Oof. Just, yeah. Just yuck. <laughs> yeah, plus I... Also liked how, like, at the end, uh, like, the only thing that remained at that bottom of the pit was the reminder. The of mural that it had happened. Yes. Yes. Oh, so powerful, right? Yeah. And if you've got that moment at the end where they're being evacuated. By the way, this is another one where, I, like, by the end, I'm in tears, mm-hmm. right? Because you got, like, the, the people the, the people end up finding them because they just keep shouting. We're here, we're here, we're here. You know, like... Uh, follow the light, follow the light, follow the light. This is, this is like a, it's a modern day parable. It's a, there is injustice in our world. 
there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on, and the way to handle that is to not ignore it. It is to stand up and to call it out and to say, look, like, we're not going to stand for stuff like this anymore, right? It's a, it was a very much, I think you could take a lesson away from this and go, I'm not a Jedi, but I can do that, right? And, of course, we have the moment where the girl makes the kyber crystal float in her hand, so she's Force-sensitive, which is kind of a cool little, like, thing, you know? But, I don't know, I love this one. I think it's the most adapt. I think it's the most adaptable to our current time, our current, you know, just our actual real world. It's the one you could apply to your life and go, I want to be like those people. I want to look, if I see something, I want to fix it, kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I got out of it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wish, wish I could say more on it, but stole stole words right from the top. It's uh, the, yeah. I, the, I think you you really did better. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I uh, I I enjoy talking too much. Um, so my apologies. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Well, we are coming to a close though. Yes, we are with the uh, final one. So it's uh, the final one is Awu Song. I still apologize for my pronunciation. Yeah. They pronounced I, her I, name several different ways. I think that's that. the only thing I Awu Awu Song by Triggerfish. Oh, so I said Triggerfish earlier. Uh, for okay. Studio Trigger is a different studio. Yeah. Tr- but, uh, Triggerfish is, I believe, I think, a, a South African. Yes, that that one was one that was always kind of interesting. That one intrigued me because. Uh, uh, Whenever you think of animation, you really don't think of Africa that much. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, or 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 if at all, or or if you do think of Africa, it's The Lion King, <laughs> which isn't like even not, from that. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. It's not, not even from even that studio. The, yeah, but um, but yeah, this this one, in I think. I want to say it's stop motion too, but I don't. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a mix. Yeah, it is kind of a, a mix. a mix. It's got some very like I think animated moments at the beginning, but I, it, I think for the most part, it's a it's a stop motion kind of fair. But this one was the one that I knew because immediately they said it's a father daughter story. I was like, ah, they're coming for my jugular. They're they're trying to they're just trying to make me cry at this point. They're trying to take my my uh, emotions and twist them and manipulate them. <laughs> and, and they did. This was a beautiful one. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, from the the planet that they're on, it's absolutely breathtaking. Um, character design was just beautiful, right? Like they look like the characters look like dolls. Yeah, it did did kind of remind me of like something you'd see like at a um, what, like maybe uh, okay. I really want to say uh, Fields Fabric Shop. Something or, looks like, like you could buy the the characters in a uh, like a Michaels uh, like a Michaels or like a like a, a gift shop someplace yeah. you're visiting or something. A very beautiful designs, uh, but yeah, very. Very uh, tactile. You could, you could reach out. Feel like you could reach out and touch them and feel the like the fabric they're made of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very very neat. But yeah, you've got this. Uh, just the story of this girl who's just trying to express herself. Right. 
and I love that the father was protective, but he, he wasn't, I love that he was protective and maybe like kind of trepidatious at first, but whenever she finally was like, no, it's okay, and he like, he let her be herself by the end and was like not so resistant. I kind of enjoyed that, where it was like, I'm, I'm trying to understand, I just want to protect you. Um, but when, when the rubber met the road, he didn't fight it that hard at all. He was like, okay, no, I trust you. I thought that was a very beautiful moment. Again, as a father, I want to, I want to be able to protect my kid, but also I want her to be able to be herself. You know, I want her to be able to, to be able to explore and kind of find who she is and not just imprint all of myself on her. You don't want to imprint, like, just make a copy of yourself if you're a good parent. You want to try to raise a functioning being that will uh, go and do their own things, right? And so, um, I thought they did that beautifully mm-hmm. myself. And also, this is another one that I've shown to my, uh, my daughter. And she loved it, right? Like it's just a very, just a very beautiful. This one is, I think, a very accessible one for all ages. Mm-hmm. It's not super dark, but it's also very. It feels very Star Wars. Like it's essential. It's essential. It feels. It feels very Star Wars, right? Like that whole story. Someone with a higher purpose, a higher calling. It's very Luke Skywalker story, mm-hmm. right? But less tragic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we, we still have that um, um, have to go separate ways kind of thing, too. Right, which I wish Star Wars would not break up. I wish the Jedi would stop breaking up families myself because that one got me because I was like, I was like in tears at the end because the dad had to let the daughter go. And uh, I was like, no, she needs, I was hoping they would go the route of like, this is where she is meant to be. But, you know, I was kind of hoping for that too. But, but that we still went the same Star Wars route. It was a, it was a less sad goodbye. It was more of a see you later, I felt like, to me, than like an Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> like right. leaving, leaving his mother in slavery and stuff like that. It was a more hopeful ending for that character and her father, you know, kind of a thing. But it reminded me of my little one, like the way they're just sitting there eating soup and everything like that. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's really adorable. And I, I, I adore this one. Plus, I also like how they, uh, like, have, like, the, just the world building in there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, how the mountain is just basically, like, full of kyber crystals, and it's like... Well, like, what was it at the beginning? It said, like, a Sith had poisoned, the Sith had yes. poisoned the kyber years ago, but the, the people had discovered a way to slowly purify it. But then by the end, you have Awu, um purifying all like of the kyber mm-hmm. purified the mountain with her voice and if he had let her just do it to be i think that's what he finally realizes he's like i shouldn't have been holding you back right. i should have been letting you be yourself which is again why i love that dad character it's a good dad mm-hmm. it's a it's a because being a parent isn't you know everything it's a figuring it out along the way and trying to not f your kids up that much you're mm-hmm. going to you are going to inevitably all parents kind of mess up we're human whatever 
but you want to have that like I just love that you know at, when the, when it came down to it he was like I'm gonna let you be yourself and I should have let you be yourself a lot long a lot longer ago right and so just a cool it was so cool so such a cool just concept of yeah that voice I love the High Republic I feel like uh, the Jedi each have a different way of viewing the Force and you don't get that a lot in like the movies and things like that in the eras in the in the later eras but i love the concept of seeing how different people see the force and that hers was interpreted through a song and through her voice oh okay was really 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 cool that was that felt very high republic to me oh okay i only read the uh first two yeah and into the dark yeah not, not that people are singing with the Force and that, but, like, right. there's just... But, the, like, it's, there was, there was every like a, Jedi has their own interpretation of the Force in in that series, and it's just kind of cool. It's a cool concept. It makes me wonder, like, how... I want to get inside Luke's head. Right. You know what I mean? To see, like, how does he see it and things like that. I feel like that was not a thing that they did by the time we get to the prequels anymore, and I think we're finding that out through the High Republic. Anyway, shout-out to the High Republic. Sorry, this is not a High Republic podcast that we're recording right now. This is, right. this is a Star Wars Visions podcast. But, to just kind of close this episode, um, like, Star, I feel like Star Wars isn't just, like, constricted to the movies or, uh, like, TV. There, there's, like, so, like, it's just, I mean, sure, it started out with a, mo- with a movie, that became two more movies, and then they decided to expand it with books, comics, uh, all the works, yeah. uh, and then, then now it gets like the like it's just grown into like this big tree, uh, oh, yeah. in a way, uh, and like different different like leaves and uh, different forms of life in it, and uh, visions is definitely that unique. Uh, uh, life organism that's on that big uh, Star Wars tree. That's absolutely um, I love that analogy, by the way. It's brilliant. Really? Because, man, I did not script this part, so... No, that's, that's, I, a, that's beautiful. I love like, that. Like, just the... That's very George Lucas in and, a way, as well. Yeah, and, like, whether whether it's, like, EU or not, or, like, close, close Disney or even initially Disney, it's still that big, giant tree. Yeah, so... Well, Star Wars is a genre in and of itself, and inside that genre you can do it. Well, it's it's, it's a world, and you can do many different. Th- it's a it's a wonderland that you can play in, and there are many things you can do. And I am so excited to get more diverse voices behind the camera, um, more just diverse stories told, because ultimately, that's one awesome thing about the human experience is that we are all different, and we all have different stories, and the way that we approach storytelling is different and it, it, there's different things people can bring to the table and I I love that Star Wars has taken these big swings now and letting different people get behind like get behind and play with the toys you know and tell stories it's just we can it can only better our experience as fans to let more people have a turn in making these stories right it's just it's it's a it's a beautiful thing but yeah like you said man let that tree grow. Let it flourish. You know. Let the let the different kettle. I love that. It's that's a that's a that's a great uh, it's a great analogy. Oh, 
All right, that will be it for us for this episode. Um, so, uh, as far as the future of Trench Run, um, we will be taking a very long break. Uh, all, all four of us, uh, Aaron, Sean, David, and me, um, we're, because we're, uh, we actually have been recording uh, constantly since uh, January until the end of May. Um, and we're also going to try to get our uh, creative juices uh, flowing back uh, as far as uh, the month of August goes with Ahsoka. Um, but if you do want some uh, more uh, Trench Run uh, content, um, I will still be playing uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on Twitch. So... Uh, uh, and, I, and I apologize that it hasn't been as consistent, but I will try to get better at that. And um, uh, until then, uh, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.